Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello out there. How about everybody's doing in this crazy time of quarantine? It feels like, you know, a century. But more importantly, today I bring you an episode of Radical Musings that I'm really proud of. However, I, I feel it requires some context. So this episode is with the actor and activist Corey Feldman. Corey's story is fairly well known as a child actor. He had a prolific career at a young age during a time when Hollywood seemed to you know, turn a blind eye to abuse on all levels, sexual abuse, childhood sexual trauma, and overall abuse of power. Corey has gone on the record as a survivor of childhood sexual trauma and has advocated for the protection of child actors in the industry. What follows is also a a conversation that took place at the end of 2020, and it was also as Corey was in the middle of lobbying for stricter Screen Actor Guild's policies. That's the union that, you know, is the actor's union that, uh, you know, when we go to work, we have a union that's supposed to be helping and protecting us. Anyway, he feels... He has been the victim of retaliation for his outspoken advocacy, and I respect him for his beliefs because I myself um, am a person that is a a silence breaker um, in the Harvey Weinstein area. I'm one of the many women. And yeah, there's outspoken advocacy and and there can be some, you know, retaliation. Absolutely. Wanting to protect the rights of children and of survivors is an admirable thing. Some portions of this conversation may be difficult to listen to, and we delve into childhood trauma and discuss human trafficking. So I'd encourage all of you to listen with an open mind and anyone who may feel triggered by these kinds of conversations in a way that might make them, um, you know, just go back into some PTSD. I would encourage you not to listen to this and, and, and just take care of yourself because that's really the most important thing um, when we're dealing with these things. And just, you know, tune into the next episode. And stay away from this one. All right, lots of love. Thank you. Corey Feldman is here, and Corey and I have known each other, I don't know how long, decades. So many people know Corey as a child and teen star of some of the most iconic films of all time, from The Goonies to Stand By Me. Many may not know what a genuine, talented, courageous soul he has. And welcome to Radical Musings. Thank you for having me. Did you, I don't know if you've been on today because I know you're preparing for all this, but did you see that I started a petition today? No. Yeah, I started a petition with a friend of mine who's a supporter. He's a survivor of childhood sexual abuse as well. And well, we need to, so we, well, we, I think we have to explain to people who may not know, they, a lot of people know you in the movie. Right. And a lot of people who may be listening to this or not listening to this, but out there, may actually not really get what you do now in life other than, you know, being an entertainer, actor, but what your whole life's purpose is right now has for me, you know, touched my soul because, you know, touched my life in areas of my life is that childhood sexual trauma and what it does to the human being and what, so what are you doing right now and why are you doing this? Okay. Thank you. 
Well, as you can see behind me, dun, 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 wait, let me drink it out of the way even more. There we go. My Truth. There it is. My new documentary. So, uh, we, as you know, you were there at the premiere. We released uh, this, this film, which took three years to make. Uh, the director, Brian Herzlinger, did an amazing job. Uh, and, and the thing that makes the movie so unique and why I think it's so important that people watch this film is because it's the first film that really takes the viewer through the, the grooming process and it shows people how these manipulative forces, you know, manipulate their way into a normal family. And it's usually not a normal family. And that's one of the things that we point out. They really target, you know, broken homes where mothers and fathers are separated or going through a divorce or there's trauma in the child's life. And they know that that child is looking for an older brother or an older sister type. And that's where it begins. That's where the grooming process begins. So we show that. We also take people through the, the stages of it so that they understand it. And even more so, what's more important is we don't, you know, we don't shy away from actually talking about who they are. And we call them out and we show people that, look, you know, one of the hardest things to deal with traumatically from a, from a PTSD standpoint is surviving childhood sexual abuse. Because there are, there's big money in preventing our truth from coming out. There's big money in silencing us. There's big money in protecting the rights of the abusers versus the actual victims. So what I've done, not only making this film, I've aligned myself with Child USA. I'm a national ambassador for Child USA. Together, we, with our combined forces, were able to help change the statute of limitation laws, both in New York and in California in the past two years. We're continuing to go by a state-by-state basis. We're working on Pennsylvania right now. You know, every, every state matters, and every state has its own statutes. And so that's why we've got to look at it, because until there's a president in charge that's going to do it as a federal mandate, we have to continue doing it state-by-state. So that's one of the things we're working on. And then, as I said today, we started a petition on petition.com, because one of my survivor fellow friends... Uh, follows me on Twitter is a guy who's big, you know, he used to be just, you know, supporter of my movement, which is called kids Two, or what we created. And we, we kind of trademarked the hashtag kids Two big K with a little number two, uh, which I think is a perfect follow up for me to because I believe that kids should have been first, but because the kids weren't first, then we've got to do it now. We've got to start talking about it. And so the big deal is that, you know, he's a QAnon guy. And, and I don't necessarily agree with their tactics or a lot of the things they say, because I think they just go around, you know, placing blame and pointing fingers. And that really does a disservice yeah. to survivors. It does a disservice because, you know, you can go out there and throw every name against the wall. But if you don't have validated, vetted information that's corroborated by eyewitnesses and something to back it up, then you're just really going out there and, and doing tabloids. That's all it is. But if you take yeah, time to get been, it, I think they've, sorry. sorry. Oh, go I, ahead. I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt. I, I, was, I was just, cause you got a Q and on a, like, I think they've done a disservice as much as they're trying correct. to, correct. to help think they're helping, you know, and the pedophiles that are, you know, are these people, uh, they've actually hurt the movement and, and it's, it's, it's gaslighting because we yeah. know that there's a lot of sex trafficking coming from a big government. Right. 
I mean, both it sides. is. Let's just say both sides. Okay. Absolutely. And you know what? Both sides. Yeah. And that's what this is both, about. Both so sides. I started this with the guy who's from the other perspective who follows QAnon. I'm more of, you know, the left leaning, but I'm in the middle. You know, I don't, I'm not going to go and try and vote for somebody who I believe could potentially be a pedophile. That's not okay. Okay. Well, that I, I, I can tell you right now, we, we definitely know that. Joe Biden is not a pedophile. Right. Well, look, there's never been one. Listen, there's never been one accusation. That's a thing. So here's my point. Here's my point, Rosanna, and I hope you'll support this. What I'm saying is very simply this. I created a petition today with somebody from another view so I could show that, look, even though we're so far apart in what we believe, we all want the same thing. And that is justice for survivors, and to protect our children from human trafficking, sex trafficking, and all this terrible stuff that continues, right? So I believe that many of the people who follow Q have great intentions, and they really want to help, and they just are being confused by all the mixed messages. So what I'm saying is, the only way to get to the bottom of it, or to the truth at all, is if we all unite together and demand of our candidates to bring this topic front and center in the next debate. So we are petitioning the, uh, the, the, the campaign department, the campaign committee, the National Presidential Campaign Committee, to engage and actually, you know, they always say, oh, we did a poll, and, you know, these are the top five most important questions that we have to ask because our nation really wants to know these things. Well, it's kind of funny because if you spend five minutes on social media, on any platform, you will plainly see that the number one topic that our citizens are most concerned about is protecting our children and finding out what this candidate plans to do to rid the world of sexual harassment, sexual okay. abuse. I think you're right. We have two weeks. Yep. And we have, and, and I think I know because there's, they've got a lot going on right now. I know that Kamala Harris has put sex traffickers behind bars. I know Kamala has put sex traffickers behind bars. But you know and I, I believe that she will be front and center with that if it's not in the next couple of weeks. But it, it, it is very important. She did try but, to bring it up at the vice presidential debate. I heard her yeah. try to throw it out there. They shut it up. Yep, they got, got glossed over. Um, but I will mm-hmm. say that there are people out there, and I, you know, and I'm just saying this on behalf of all supporters so that we have all sides represented, that there are people out there that say Kamala could have done more. That when she had the business, oh, you know, but they're always going to do that. Well, Look, it, this is an insidious, secret, horrible, and which you're starting to uncover as we know it exists everywhere. But our work and our world was Hollywood, our, our the movie business. Right. That's where we did, and you know, how we recently came together was because we were on a committee together that you know for, that you started. Um, within the Screen Actors Guild um, for for kids too for uh, to protect children for kids too yeah, yeah that's all well that's listen and anyway. I thank you for your support on that and you know how upset I am about it because I feel I was gaslit I was gaslit it's not I feel I was gaslit I was gaslit by the president of the union who should have had loyalty to her union members and investigated the rape of a thirteen year old boy on the set of a film that was governed by yeah. SAG. That's all I asked for. So instead they try to do, instead what happened, um, there's something that happened where 
I don't know what happened. I stayed out you. of the drama I'll tell you. of it all. I'll tell you. But tell me what happened to you because they attacked you and said that you did something. You know, look at I stand by women who were molested and raped or, or, or anything, and I don't believe. I mean, they were saying that you were involved. I stand in by them like too. That. I stand by any yeah. victim, That's man, right. woman, right. or child. You know That's me. Right. You know my heart. I wouldn't hurt a fly. I'm a vegetarian because I can't even uh, deal with hurting a fish or a chicken. You think I would hurt a human being? I mean, that's insanity. So anyway, the point of this, Rosanna, is the fact that what happened was, and I'll take you through the steps because it's pretty um, insidious if you really look at it. What happened was I was asked to form this subcommittee, right? Because I was on the sexual harassment committee with you and a lot of other lovely folks who all have great intentions. And we all want to get, you know, better protections for everybody in the industry. Okay, that's the idea. So as we got into the issues and started talking about how we could better protect women and men on the set, but mostly women, um, that's when, you know, it was brought to my attention. Like, hey, if you want to do something about the kids, you're probably best to start your own subcommittee directly focused on the children, which I did, which you volunteered to be a part of, along with a few others. And we had some great stuff going because it was very simple. Really, all we were asking for was three very simple rules to add some new litigation into the contracts, into, you know, the negotiation process to basically say, look, we've got to stand up for children in this industry. And it's really simple to govern because all we need is these three simple rules, which really should already be in place. Number one is background checks. That's already a California law. It's not a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I mean, it's, it's not a lot to think about because it's already there. It's a California law which exists, which states that any... Um, employee who's hiring somebody, if they're going to be working around children, they must do a background check to make sure that there's nothing lascivious in their background. Now, that's absolutely that that should be standard practice, right? So that's number one. Number two is we ask that you know it becomes mandatory that any child who is in any time doing anything related to the industry, not just on the set, not just on casting calls, but also if you're doing a promotion, if you're doing publicity, if you have to meet your manager, if you have to go on an audition, anything that you have to do that pertains to being around or in the industry, you must have your physical parent with you, or at least a legal guardian that's been signed into position by your parent. And I don't mean a sex sitter or a nanny. I mean, somebody who's actually blood that cares enough to protect that child. And that must be the order of the day. You have to bring an adult who is part of your family or responsible for your livelihood with you around any business. And I think it should be that. I mean, look, it's that way when you do pageants, it's that way when you do, you know, when the guys, I think you're right. I mean, it's just anywhere there's children, we need better protection. So that's number two. And number three, the third law was in more uh, having to do with the fact that children become slaves due to the fact that they're allowed to start working as early as one years old and they're allowed to get work permits and they work all the way up until they're what? 30 years old, right? Well, okay. So wow. they just worked yeah, you're 30, right. 35 years. Why wouldn't they be able to retire at 35 like anybody else? Because we don't expect more than 35 years worth of work out of anybody else in the workforce. If somebody starts college at 18 years old and then they get their degree at 25 and they work for 25 to 35 years, they get to retire and that's game over. But for a child, they're expected to work double, if not triple, the life expectancy. 
I mean, what is that? That's insanity. And they can't claim, you know, to get their, uh, their, their benefits. They can't retire. They can't get their health and that nothing. You don't get any benefits until you're 65, unless you want to take a giant chunk. Off well, they the just take, they just SAG just take, took away my health insurance. So you're that. not there yet, but yeah, I'm next in line. I want, I want to ask you, how did you find the courage to speak up? Um, well, that's, a, we're going to have to go back in time for that one. Um, but let me finish before we get to that. And I will okay. answer any question. I promise you, I just want to make sure that I lay all this out because I only have one opportunity to speak about it. And it is so important. Okay. Okay. So what happened, Rosanna, was that after the committee, you know, cut to the point where we had actually written all the, all the legislation up, everything we were going to present, we were about to present everything that I wanted to motion for in the new contracts between SAG and the Producers Guild, which were being negotiated at the time. And I was, I was supposed to present this in a town hall that I was asked to do, where I was going to go on in front of the entire union, and I was going to explain these things and why they're so important to protect the children, right? So that's where we were. We had it scheduled. We started promoting it. And then shortly after that happened, I think it was maybe three or four days before the big Zoom town hall that I was going to do, Gabriel Gutierrez apparently was contacted by some people who are part of a cult of terrorists who are literally pedal protectors that are working literally directly with uh, criminals, with people who are already have already been jailed, who've already been in the system as pedophiles. Okay, these are convicted pedophiles. I believe you, but how do how do how do you do you how? There's so many people that do not believe that. So, do not believe like, what? Exactly what you're saying that there's this group of people that are. Um, I, I believe you, but there are going to be many people that don't believe that. Please explain why that is. Oh, all they, how all do they you know that, that all they this have to exists? Watch my movie. Watch my movie. My Truth Doc. My Truth: The Rape of Two Corys. You can find it at mytruthdoc.com. But we talk about the Wolfpack there which, you know, I can't go into the details of who's behind it because, of course, that's very litigious stuff and I don't want to get sued. But what I can but you tell do you, know. What? You do know. I know what? You, who they are. Well, of course I know who they are. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know who some of them are. Okay, now we have some serious investigations going on at this point because, yes. first of all, you, you were there. You know that they hacked my film. You know they pirated my film. Yeah. And what you probably don't know is that they liquidated about $80 million worth of value out of the film by copying it and putting it on YouTube for free. And they got up to 4 million free views generated. So at $20 a piece, that's $80 million worth of value out of our film. Okay. But that's just for starters. That was just the beginning of the misinformation campaign. Not only, and and by the way, the hack, in case you haven't kept up, was actually um, qualified as a DDoS server attack. So that's what it was. And what it is, is when a group of people intentionally sends an over amount of um, requests to your server at one time. So it inundates the server with millions and millions of requests, as if we had sold like 10 million tickets all in one minute, right? That's basically what the server saw. So, you know, we had a full analysis done with this. We actually hired a cybersecurity company to come in and do an analytical. So we have a full report. This isn't like some, you know, mystical thing. It's not conspiracy theory stuff. This is real stuff. We've got the actual data to prove it. 
So the bottom line is there was a DDoS server attack that was done by the Wolfpack. Now, the Wolfpack, which is, you know, online, these people are just followers of Judy Hain and they're, you know, former fans of the two Corys that have been brainwashed into believing these crazy false allegations or whatever. But the people that are at the heart of making the one, there's actually only been one real accuser, by the way. Let me start there. The only accuser, which was a girl who claimed that I grabbed her butt, is a girl who works as a stripper and she's a Satanist. She's a self-proclaimed Satanist. And her and her two friends who joined my tour as spies are all connected together as part of this wolf pack. And they all claim to be Satanists and they all follow, you know, Marilyn Manson and this crazy stuff and, you know, whatever they can follow or believe in whatever they want. I don't care, but don't come and mess with me in the work that we're doing to protect children. Okay. So basically they're out there making up these stories and then they've got these people that are pushing their stories like the girl, by the way, Mindy Robinson was the name of this girl who is running for Republican Congress, who pushed that story to our president at SAG, by the way. And this girl is being backed by Roger Stone. So don't tell me oh, that this is wow. political. Okay. Wow. That's all we yeah. have to say. It's a, woohoo. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's all too much. And, no, and you just can't believe it because you, you said it. it, it a lot of people will think when we talk about this that oh you're just crazy you're just conspiracy you're out of your mind this is not happening well, look it up. I've I've, go look, I've got I've gotten in fights I've gotten fights about it yeah go look at um, Mindy Robinson's but, Twitter page you'll see it she's promoting you know these girls angels in chains whatever you want to call it every day and go look at her profile because you will see that she is running for Congress and you will see that she is endorsed oh. by Roger Stone this is not made up this is all factual and you can verify it. So do, is this your whole life now? I mean, look, your I'm whole life is devoted on. to exposing pedophiles and protecting children. Is that it? Is that your whole life now? It, it, you're not. Are you working at, at all? Or right now, I've still been just really focused on making sure people can see this movie because you know the way that they did it. Well, I didn't finish. First, they they stole it and put it all over YouTube. Then they actually created a copycat website, which was off by one letter, and they were actually charging people for tickets. $10 more than we were charging to make back the money that we so badly needed to make back because we spent a million point three on an insurance claim just to be able to get the insurance to make sure that we were protected. So what happens is when they drain all your finances and I've gone and taken loans, what am I supposed to do? So back to the question, hand: will I ever return to making movies? I don't know. Will we ever have a union that supports the victims? And will we ever have a union that's willing to change to make sure that people like me are not gaslit, are not um, yeah. put you know, out there as a target, but are actually protected and, and loved and embraced when you try to stand up for children? I mean, this is insanity. Who goes and criminalizes the guy that's trying to do something? Why not criminalize the people that we called out? So you're, you're out of the country. You don't have to tell me where you are. Are you happy where you are? I am. I am. I'm with my wife. Uh, with my child, we are spending time together. It's beautiful. You know, aside from this work, I've been working on my box set. You asked if I was still doing anything in entertainment besides this, and I am. I'm working on the box set for my first album, uh, which came out almost or just about 25 years ago. So it's a 25th anniversary remix and remaster of my first album, which is called Love Left. And um, it's a really fun and exciting project because 
I'm actually going back and revisiting multiple films of mine where I added and contributed music to the original soundtrack. So because of this project, we're getting to release music that may have been in a movie, but the movie never had a soundtrack released. Or it was a soundtrack release, but the song didn't make it on, but it was still in the movie, you know, stuff like that. So we're actually able to put out music that a lot of people who are fans of mine have been listening to for years, you know, watching the old VHS or watching it on DVD or whatever. And now they can actually go out and buy the song, buy it on streaming, buy it on whatever. So that's very exciting. We're also putting out something. There's going to be a lot of never released material. So basically what happened was when I was a kid, I started writing music probably at 15 years old. And my first song I recorded was uh, a song called Runaway, ironically, which, I mean, talk about a cry for help. I shot a music video, which was originally supposed to be sent to Nickelodeon. We were going to do like a 15 minute short film, which had a story to it, a beginning and a middle and an end. And then eventually turned into the music video part. And that was the, the last sequence. So, of course, being an irresponsible 15-year-old who wrote and directed this self-titled project, I uh, never kept the rest of the footage. And I only cut together the music video sequence. And I have no idea what happened to the rest of it. But it's a short film about a kid who's a runaway, who ran away from home because he's abused, who gets picked up by right. a pimp in an alley in Los Angeles, and he gets encouraged to smoke crack and, you know, hook up with this female prostitute that he's friends with. And it turns out the guy's a pimp and he, he takes him to this apartment where the kid gets kidnapped and held down for sex trafficking. And then somehow, he, you know, it's that, and that was something you did at 15. at 15. That was your story that at you 15. And he breaks free. He breaks so, but, but you seem to have a real kind of. Love for pimps. No, I have no love for pimps. No, this is this is all saying this is all saying that this is what they do, right? So the whole point is that I'm I'm tied up and kidnapped with this girl who they're making be a prostitute, and they were basically trying to prostitute the two kids. And then I break out, and the music video sequence is me as like the rock star, and now I'm not the homeless kid, and I'm you know I got my life together. But what you see is we shot it in my father's living room which was where I was living. There's this old beat up crappy couch bed. That was my bed while I was filming lost boys and stand by me. And these giant multi-million dollar successful number one movies. I was living in this rat hole apartment and the men in the video are the men who would end up molesting me. So literally I'm writing a song called runaway about a kid who's crying out for help. I'm wearing all black. Who took your money? Where was all that money? What? Where's all that money? Where's all that money that you made? Is that what you mean? Yeah, is that they took your money because they managed you? Right. And they took it and stole it from you. That's, that's, that's. And put me in a crap hole apartment on Coenga Boulevard at the peak of my young career. How how old were you then? 15. You were 15 years 15 old. 15 years old. And were you living on your, living on your no, own? Like where, so my, where was It was my dad's one-bedroom apartment. He slept in the bedroom. I slept on the couch bed. So can, you, can you talk to us? Just let's talk about grooming. Yeah. Like really, really, like you, you touched on it in the beginning. But what, what, what really, what is grooming? Okay. People don't know what it is the most, when it comes the most, to sex. The most important thing that people should know is that they particularly look for kids that are from broken homes because they're looking for a father figure. And a lot of times, like what happened with me, 
you know, my father was too busy to be on the set with me every day. So he says to me, well, I'm going to introduce you to this guy. You're going to love him. He's great. He's going to drive you around and be your assistant. And he'll be with you 24 hours a day. So this guy ends up becoming my assistant, really my father's assistant. But my father literally put me with my pedophile. Look, I'm going to say that I don't believe everybody who's come on jumped on a bandwagon. I have to say there's some people that have this happened to me. What? They said there's fake me tours. There's fake me tours. Right. There are. Yeah. And 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 it's really horrible when when that happens. But so I I I don't even want to say it because you know it will turn into such a drama. But I and I love I love Rose. I honor Rose for her work that she does. But she she got very angry with me recently because I wouldn't come out uh, and defend somebody who I at this at that point I just don't. Feel hey, you got to go with your heart. You got to go with your heart. I, I just and 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 that's okay. I mean, so a lot of people don't believe that things happen to us, you know. Um, but there's nuance. And let's go back to Tarana Burke, who's in her basement did this first. Really, the Me Too movement was hers, and it turned into like a hashtag and a huge thing because of the because of weinstein women you know all of us coming out and bringing this to the forefront at the time at this time and because it was actresses and because they saw us in movies and then then suddenly it people listened in a way that they hadn't listened before and it was wonderful because the whole movement of of me too tarana burke's movement was elevated where it's to, to where it's beautiful be. yeah and unfortunately for me at that time they you know what happened was everybody said well you've been talking about this forever why don't you jump yep. in and say what you have to say and i was like no 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 i'm on tour this is not the time da 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 and i got so much pressure rosanna 24 7 literally i was being harassed i got ten thousand new followers in three days on twitter and every single one of them was posting name the names Corey. now is the time me too movement well and i I think there it was it is part of it because what it is is what we're talking about rape and sexual abuse to to any human being but most importantly for me too i'm along with you um uh, my focus is on the kids i mean i i've seen firsthand a lot of people i love um Go through this. Let me ask you a question. I want to ask you a question because I think it's important. I mean, you know, you're 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 on social media a lot. You see what's going on out there, and you're a very smart woman. Let me ask you: What do you think about this whole conspiracy theory that there's this whole secret cabal and there's this you know pedophile elites within our our union within our industry who are you know, going around and having these secret satanic cults and all this weird stuff and they're raping kids. Yeah. And, I mean, do you believe any of this? Do you think that it's possible? So, 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 so I believe because I um, have talked to people who've experienced like you have yeah. are not ready to come out um, uh, publicly that, you know, terrible, terrible things do happen to children. Um the whole satanic thing is like so frightening to me and so, so dark that it's like, wow. I mean, it, it just sounds so crazy, but then, you know, when you hear people who have gone through this, it's, 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 it does exist, but I don't, I, I can't. If you talk about it, you're the crazy one, right? Yes. Right. Exactly. That's the problem. That's, it is a problem. It's a problem. And how do we prove who's attacking us? How do we prove who's attacking us and what's behind it? 
unless we have to say what it is. And at the end of the day, all I can say is, look, I, I'm not a religious freak. I believe in God. I pray every day. But I. Oh, well, Rose McGowan came out and said it a long time ago, too. Yeah. Well, Rose McGowan knows, because, you know, who is your fiance? Hello. <laughs> right. So, of course. But at the end of the day, it's not everybody. And that's what people need to understand. There's still good people in our industry, like you, like me, like a lot of others that are trying to fight for justice, that are trying to fight for survivors, that are trying to get the right things done and heard. But it's really, really difficult because, unfortunately, the dark power. I mean, if you were watching confirmation hearings on on Judge uh, Barrett, then you heard the term used quite clearly and openly. Dark power money is behind everything right now. That's where it's oh, at. Je- Sheldon Whitehouse did a whole thing. 20 minutes. He was great. Download he was it. great. I Isn't loved everything he said incredible. because it was like, finally, yeah. somebody's speaking some truth to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yes, of course, there's there's dark money on both sides. And here we go again. I am not here to but say we don't have. I don't care if you're a Republican right. or you're a Democrat. Exactly. If you rape children, exactly. you're a pedophile. That's, you. It doesn't matter. Thank you. Like, I, I, it's like... It, you're, you're just sick. Right. I mean, I mean, and, and anybody that can sit there contributed to the biggest candidates, you know, of presidencies and right. But here's a thing. lot, and, and you'll agree with me on this: is that look, it it doesn't make a difference if you sit there and point your finger at every other person on that list because every time you point your finger, you've got three pointing back at you, and that's the important thing for people to remember. You can't go out there and claim it's all the other side and our hands are clean. We don't have it. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You know why? Because it's a human factor. And the human factor is there's sick people all over the world. There's sick people in every sect, in every factor, in every culture, in every part of society. There's good yeah. people and there's bad people. And in terms you know of reality, we can't take responsibility for our side of it. I, I think that the, the instant access to Right here, we're sitting here, and someone is on their computer, and the instant access to porn. Like right now, I don't know if you know Layla McAwaith. I'd love you to meet her for Pornhub. She's trying to shut Pornhub down because every day they have the rape of children. You can download rape. Oh, my God. Yes. You guys guys need to get together because it's so horrendous. And this is where everybody goes for their porn. And it's MindGeek, and all these people are involved with it. And um, it's, it's right there. Oh, Rosanna, we got to talk offline. We got to talk. You just brought up a real hot topic, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Uh, anyway, um, okay. I will say something, though, that, that, yes, here's the problem. You know, I don't know if you know or not, but one of the attacks that we've had, we've had so many different attacks and so many different levels from murder attempts to blackmail attempts to just harassment, stalking, all the above. But one of the worst things that we had happen over the summer is that the poor woman who's such a sweet saint, very, very religious, very uh, wholesome and quaint, who runs my website and does a lot of the social media for us, was sent child torture porn. And she, the poor woman, had to open this Mm -hmm. and describe to me what she saw, which, of course, she was smart enough not to forward it on to me, but forwarded it directly to the FBI We filed a report to the FBI along with a separate report talking about the hacking of our film. And we are still waiting for a response. Are you now when you say that you're waiting for a response, do you feel like there's FBI or because I I 
there are really good guys I know. in the FBI. That I know. I know. Get me to that, please. I need help. Yeah. If anybody from the FBI is watching, reach out. I have so much information. People have to understand when you're doing a documentary, okay? And, and women in the FBI. That's not God bless. <laughs> but when you're doing a documentary, it's not just, you know, the information that you see in the film. But you got to realize that there's three years of investigations, analysis, and stuff that goes on just to put that movie together. And what you end up with is like a warehouse of documentation and footage and all this stuff, which you could use as evidence if you want to go down this rabbit hole or that rabbit hole or this or that. So, you know, but then you have to kind of narrow it down and focus on what's most important. What are the things we really want to fight for? Because at the end of the day, if we've got to get insurance clearance to be able to say X, Y, and Z, these are the most important things to get this story across properly, right? So that people can really understand it and relate and be able to get charged to do something about it. So that's why we had to make tough choices. But we have this plethora of interviews, of documentation, of all this stuff, which can be turned over. I have a Bible. I call it the Bible, but it's this thick of screenshots, paperwork, stuff that I pulled from threats, from letters, from emails, from, I mean, graphs, which show like the night that our movie got hacked, speaking of Satanism, the night our movie was hacked, I don't know if I showed you this at the time, but at the exact moment that it froze, it froze the income because it also froze the ticket sales because they froze both my website and the movie's website. And at that very moment, and call it a coincidence, the number it froze at was 666. Oh, my God. I swear to God. Now, how they would be able to time it so meticulously that at exactly 8 o'clock on the night of the premiere, we would only make $666,000 back out of the one point three we needed to make. How did they figure that out? I have no idea. But it was like almost exactly half. And it turned out to 666. So... I don't know. All I'm saying is we have that kind of data that now we do have cybersecurity companies looking at. We do have, you know, private investigators looking at, and we are creating cases that are going to be turned over to the FBI. Now, whether they take the cases or not, that's anybody's business. But I will not stop until I get this sorted one way or another, because at the end of the day, people need to know that there are people spending millions of dollars on a, a giant marketing campaign of misinformation to silence this film and to silence me and to silence all survivors. And we can't let this happen anymore. Our voices must. I want to get you in touch with Layla McAway for Pornhub. And she's really involved in trying to shut down because there it's, it's so horrendous what's happening and you can't believe that every day, you know, people can download porn of, of raping of children. I don't understand. A a, a teenage daughter could, a teenage daughter, a teenager, your daughter, anybody's daughter could be sitting in their, or son in their, in their, you know, room and they're talking to somebody and it's the cyber like even TikTok, it's like it's dangerous. And not only that, people. these hackers, these Wolfpack people, the, you know, yes. they call themselves Wolfpack yes. for me. I'm sure for you, they've got their own name. I'm sure there's a different name for whoever they're messing with at that time. But the bottom line is, these people are not just, you know, annoying or you know, throwing out empty threats. I mean, you know, look at the the the, the size and the intelligence involved and the capabilities involved of the things that they're pulling off. These are giant enormous undertakings right so this isn't some group yeah. of kids sitting around these are no. very very this is big but it's huge money right huge right like it's it could be coming from 
Well, let's yeah. talk about the church for a moment. Okay. So did you know that the Catholic Church spends $800 million every year on sex insurance? No. That's a fact. And that came from Marcy Hamilton, who's a law professor with Child USA. She knows the fact. Okay. $800 million every year is spent to protect the priests, not the children, not the victims, the priests. If they're ever accused of, of, uh, of right. pedophilia. Or, no, not if. Unbelievable. They are every year. Yes. Because every year they have to renew their policies. And this new Pope, though, he seems to be like, he's... Well, he we're getting be... information for the first time. Now, whether that's because yeah. he's on board or whether because he knew that there was no chance of coming... I think he might be. I think he wants to shut it down, and that's why they hate him so much. I hope to God. I hope to God. More power to him. More power to anybody. Yeah, who's I on think our he's side. a good one. Yeah. Well, God bless. You know, <laughs> I like we that him. We need him. I don't know. Um, I'm not religious, but he seems like a good man. Jim Denders made a film. I'm not about religious. Him. I just believe in religious freedom. And I certainly believe that anybody who's trying to practice religion certainly shouldn't have to deal with people, you know, inappropriately uh, invading their privacy or their space. You know, do you, do you ever know? Did you ever know Chrissy McNichol? Yeah. Uh, I knew Jimmy better. Because I always wondered, like, you know, you could see that she was so gifted, such a great actress. Yes. And oh, and then she had, we read stories about you know really ho- horrible hardship later in life and sad and I and I thought to myself oh my god Roseanne look at the look at the I mean come on the 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 list of famous and talented yeah. kids that fall by the wayside one after another after another and it's always a Eddie story. was it Eddie Furlow Eddie Eddie Furlong Eddie Furlong Eddie Furlong um, you know, uh, I mean, look what happened to Rick Schroeder lately. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying anything happened. All the kids, day. all the kids in, um, the little rascals, all the those kids little, like in the little rascals, all those, um, all the kids in the, uh, mighty ducks movies. Um, I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. Do they talk to you about it? Like ever, do you, anybody ever reach out to you that does, hasn't come forward, yes. but have reached yes, out to you a lot. and said, I wish I could. That's what happens to yes. me. Many, many, many women and people in the industry, but they just are so afraid for their careers that yeah. if they come and, out. And then you sit there and you go, oh, okay, I see. So what am I? I'm the guinea pig. <laughs> so I tell you, you got to do it. You know, I guess. You got to yeah. do it. I mean, that's the thing. There's people, we wish, we wish that other people could find the courage. We wish other people. There really is a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. That's right. You know, and, and and do you think there's any glory for it? Do you think there's any uh, reward for what we're doing? No. The, but it's not about that. Ultimately, it's like to be able to to show that, look, it, it is daring to be able to come out and, and say what happened, especially when you're going against powerful people who are, you know, just want to discredit everything you say and take you down. Look at all the Kevin um, Spacey accusers. But I wouldn't go back. They're all dead. That's my point. Three of them. Right. And nobody's arrested them. him yet. Nobody's questioned him yet. How is that possible? Well, I mean, there's there's a whole thing going on. I mean, I'm very close with, you know, Maria and Annie Farmer, and I love Virginia. And the, Maria was the first person who's now battling cancer to come out about uh, Epstein. And went, you know, years ago, and people just wouldn't listen to her, would not listen to her story, listen to her story. A lot of people have kind of co-opted. That's what kind of happens in this, where some people come and then they say, well, this happened to you, but it, uh, and then they, they kind of make, a career out of it um, on the backs of other people's pain. That's not okay. Which was, that's not okay. and, and, and that 
to me is what's happening to Maria Pharma, Maria and Anna, Annie Pharma. It's like, it's like, look, when, when the movie came out, so many people wanted to say, oh, this is a cash grab. You know, you're just trying to get money out of it. It's like, look, I gave up my life's savings, everything that I had saved and worked for for the last, whatever, 10 years, okay, since I'd been more responsible and had a kid and all this stuff. And on top of it, went down to do this reality show where it was supposedly therapeutic and they were supposedly going to help us. And instead, once I got to the set, I realized that it was actually like PTSD child trauma porn that they're creating. You know, there's actually a new thing in reality these days called reality child trauma porn. And what it is, is they actually get people to like poke at you and, you know, basically affect your PTSD until they create a PTSD episode. And then they film the episode without actually giving you a safety net. To oh, my you. God. That's yeah. so horrible. Yeah. And I had to deal with that, which I'm I think I'm living. Maybe we're living in PTSD, you know, porn in our lives. <laughs> just just the whole country. Just we're right. all in PTSD. Survi- trying to survive this madness that's happening right now. <laughs> and that we're seeing, you know what's happening? It's also the cockroaches are coming out. It's like they, they hide, scurry in the dark and the light comes on and they're running. That's what's happening. We're and seeing where a light is rats. being shed on darkness right now. and the rats. Yeah. And the darkness the rats, is yeah. being, is so, coming, is being, uh, you know, we're looking at, we're seeing it very clearly. Yeah. Well, this is the how dark it really people. is. I truly believe that. I truly believe that yeah. you know, whether it's the end times prophecy or whether it's just where we're at the bottom line, yeah. is we are in the battle of good and evil. And I truly believe that. And I believe that you have, to that's why we have to Joe for Joe, Joe Biden right now, Kamala, because <laughs> that's the I, only way out for now. And the, and the more people will come out in the next few years. You can't, you don't love, love Joe. At least he's I think, know a compassionate I think Kamala's man. great. I love Joe. Listen, I love Obama. Her. I was a big Obama fan. I supported him. My only thing is this, that I have to be somewhat, trepidatious at this point because i want to push them to each speak up joe's having a lot of accusations rolled against him right and you know and i believe he can serve himself best by coming straight out and saying okay trump if you're really the superhero who's freeing all the children from underground tunnels can you show me where these operations are taking place where are the 5,000 children that were at the border right. and they can't find, like there's so many or more than right. that, that they cannot find. Right. Where are they? That's my point. That's what I Because think. all I keep hearing yeah. about is like, oh no, but Trump, you know, signed this thing where he's put all this money behind human trafficking research and he signed this new bill, which is putting resources behind finding people and look at all the kids he saved. Look at all the human. He hasn't saved anybody. That's what they're saying. I mean, that is what the brainwashing machine is telling everybody. And this is what frightens me. This is what frightens me so bad, Rosanna, is that, look, if you can't vote for the guy, if you can't vote for the guy on his merits and you can't support what he's done in four years, how can you give him a mystical excuse that some other great purpose he's providing, we just don't really see? That doesn't work for me. So. If you can't stand his personality, if you can't stand the fact that he's got no morality or respect for anybody else, then you have to vote for his record. And what is his record? His record is destroying the environment and, 
you know, a lot of other things, but we won't go into that right now. So all I'm saying is, listen, I'm not- least, I'll say it, destroying uh, women's lives. <laughs> Women's, gay rights, um, race, hello, black Every, rights matter. I mean, we could do this all day. Everything. Every, he's a racist. He's, come on. Anything he's like, the, the guy is, he basically is the Antichrist. I'm sorry. Uh, you said it, I did. <laughs> he's the Antichrist. Um, but that's it. Look, before I alienate everybody, all I'm saying is, we need everybody. We can't afford to alienate survivors. We need each other. Our voices are all we've got. And we need one another so that we can bond together so that we can actually seek justice. So if we go and say, look, F Trump or F Biden, we're losing a piece of that majority that we so badly need. So all I'm asking people to do is to really investigate and really ask those questions for yourselves. Don't give them any out. Don't lend it to them. Go ask your candidate to bring it up on a national poll. I mean, I'm sorry, national debate in front of everyone on the stage live and ask both candidates, what do you propose to do? What is your plan to eliminate the horrendous sex trafficking and human trafficking problem that we are experiencing right now as a nation? What do you propose to do about it? And I guarantee you that Joe and Kamala will have a plan. I want to hear from Kamala does for sure. She does. I know. And I want to hear from Trump's mouth to all of his followers Because if he wants to accuse Joe or if he wants to accuse any of the other Democrats, then just do it. Say it on stage to his face. Don't do it behind his back. Don't do it through QAnon and secret mystery tunnel, secret, you know, whatever's. Do it right out front, right to his face. Say what you want to say and let him answer. Yeah. And then let him ask you the same question. I think this is, we're going to have to, I have to say goodbye to you. Okay. Well, it happens eventually. Wait, 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 wait. Want to know, how did we meet, Corey? How did we meet? I think we met through, oh, well. I mean, I've known your brother Years and your ago. sisters forever. So, like, yeah, I think maybe. In that time, like in the 80s, because like, I remember meeting you in, or like in the in the 80s in that time. And, then, and I was almost going to do something with you or something. Were you? They were going to do a sequel of one of the films. Really? Lost Boys. What, what wait, were you going to be in Dream a Little Dream 2? Is that it? Was Joel going to do it? Lost Boys, you mean? Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yes. Maybe that's maybe that's what it was. Maybe there was the Lost know. Boys sequel we were going to do. I don't it's know. another life. It doesn't matter. Whatever. But the point anyway, is, we've you know, known each other through the years. You know, I, I knew your sister we've, because, you know, we were both, you know, working on ourselves at the same time in AA and all that kind of... You're probably the same age. Yeah, we were closer. Yeah. So so her and I yeah. became friends because I was trying to support her and, and, and she was going through some rough times. And then now uh, look at her now. She's doing so well. She's so successful. And I'm sure you're very proud. So, uh, yeah. Great actress. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get our shot one day to return to where we belong. That's all I can say. But until then, we're well, here, I guess the we're, this right. is where we belong here right now, doing this in, and, uh, and spreading the love and light and uh, awareness. Uh, I'm, to so save I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for everything you've done. I just want you to know so. that. First of all, you, I hold you literally um, in such a high regard. And I tell my wife all the time, the movie would never have come out if it wasn't for you. And I mean that because you were the one. That was a crazy moment. You were the one who stood there at the front of that theater and you yelled in my face and you said, Corey, this may be your only chance. 
you may not. They were going to steal. I saw, I said, I, I, as soon as the lights went out and they saw, I said, oh my God, they're sabotaging him. They're sabotaging the movie right here in real time. Yep. We we're experiencing, we're seeing it. Yep. And I was like, and everybody was getting up and you were like, kind of wanted to wait. And fair. I said, you're not going to be able to fix this. You want to show them, just figure this out and just show this movie what, right what now. What you said to me exactly was, gonna... was, you said, look, you've got the, you've got the press here. You've got all these big influential people here. They all got dressed up. They came out for you. We're on the verge of a giant pandemic. This may never happen again. You may never get this chance again. And what's going to happen tomorrow if they spin the story and say that the movie was never actually a real movie? And you know what? You were 100% right because that's exactly what they did. The next day, they came out with all this press trying to say that we may have never even actually made a movie because they didn't know that we had two copies. They thought that the copy that was playing to the DGA was the same copy that was playing all over the world. They didn't realize that when I stopped the movie at the DGA, I started it again. So people got to see the whole movie. So they went out there ahead of the press trying to say that we never made a whole movie. We only made 15 minutes to trick everybody. And then we froze it on purpose. And I was like, nope, sorry, that's not going to work because there's now a review from the LA Times. There's a review from Rolling Stone. There's a review from Movie Web. And that's all because and they of you. and they were pretty good, right? Yes, but that's it. It was all because of you. I mean it. Like we wouldn't have gotten the movie seen by anybody because I would have chickened out. I was so petrified. No, you. I saw you were like panicking. I was like, I, I said, I because I, I could see what I said. Oh, I, I saw it was incredible to be sitting there and seeing it being sabotaged right there and feeling it was so yeah frightening. Well, and that's why you are a witness. Like, you can testify. Them. You, you can know. Testify. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. So God bless and thank you for all God you're doing you. for children. And we're going to protect these babies forever. Thank you so That's much. Cool. Kids too. Thank you for being a survivor and a voice for all Kids of too. us. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. God bless. Love you too, honey. Give your my love to your family. I will. And yours. Thank okay. you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review Radical Musings to help other listeners find the show. And subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast to be alerted every time we post a new episode. Radical Musings is brought to you by Audio Up, produced by Krista Liney and Carla Braun, edited by Jeremiah Zimmerman, production support provided by Ashley Ardent, Sam Winter, Tyler Dorson, Emma Rappold, and Richard Regal. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all so much. And now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April, and we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to TaxAct. TaxAct? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using TaxAct. Always happy to brighten your day. Switch to TaxAct today and start for free. Restrictions apply. Price at filing subject to change. See TaxAct.com for details. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.